everybody. Welcome to another Tuesday night edition of the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. What is up, Jimmy? A week off. Here we are. It always feels like a month. Good evening, Mr. Brewster, and you too. Welcome to Chaotic Radio and the Roy and Jimmy thing we call this. That was awful nice of you to welcome me to the show. Absolutely. I appreciate it. We'll start with politeness. Politeness. People don't know how far away we are. We are so, like, in the same, not room, but... Same mindset, something. Right, we have to do the Vulcan mind meld just right through. Telepathic, that's what we do. Telepathic? Spell that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. I was going to dictionary.com, but we went off a week. People don't want to hear us going, oh. Yeah, we missed a lot of things the last couple weeks. Man, a whole bunch of stuff going on. We had uh, the, the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> NCIS. All kinds of stuff. <laughs> Um, I actually um, I went to uh, the Pantages Theater last week. I saw Motown the Musical. Yeah, how was that? I, Dude, well, I saw you post it was good, but yeah. I've never me. been to a, a live musical and stuff. I think wanted to grow before. Uh, but uh, big time stuff with the Motown the Musical. I went, and boy, was it a blast. Dude. It was so good. Yeah, I've, I've been to it. That sounds like a good one to me because that's me. I mean, my favorite thing on radio used to be Motown Weekends when K-Earth used to do that. Yeah. I just turn it up, crank the bass up, and just like, who cares? There's not a bad song. No. Yeah. No. Don doesn't get it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great story. I, I recommend it if you go. Uh, total. Total convert. I've seen that. a couple things there at the Pantages, and uh, it's cool. And it's I, I saw opera there, and I saw a fan of the opera there, and I saw I can't remember what else well, I saw there. First time I was there at the Pantages was uh, last weekend, so I just soak in the nostalgia and the, the architecture and how long it's been there. It's you know. it's a beautiful place. It's a piece of history. It's all that cool stuff. Yeah. The only problem I had with it. What's that? Is the seats are too small for my fat ass. <laughs> I was in there pretty well. I was crammed. I get it. Well, you. I mean, you're like svelte. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Put this ass in a seat at the Pantages, and I need two with the the arm up the middle is is like just keeps me from rolling over to the guy beside me. Well, a good thing the lady in front of me was up dancing because uh, she would probably felt my knees most of the night. Yeah. So that was cool. You did that. What else went on? Uh, um, did that. Just been hanging out with my mom and dad. And um, yeah, yeah, just uh, doing that, buddy. Hey, big Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day was just here. And uh, so. Happy, happy Mother's Day, Mom. Love you. The flowers didn't get there in time. They did not. Oh, piss, piss well, us off a little bit. Well, yeah. Well, she, she, she knows the love is there. So. Yeah, no, we, we sent them on time. They're going to be there Saturday or Sunday. Right. So I talked to David, her husband, and I'm like, oh, did you get it? Because usually she would send me some, oh, it's beautiful. I mean, we texted and that, but she didn't right. say anything. We thought, well, that was kind of odd, but not that we need her to say it. It's more that we wanted to make sure they got there. Yeah, that's uh, the, the uh, around the corner question. Right. Yeah. And then and then I talked to David Monday, and he said, oh, they were beautiful. And they texted me back and said, oh, those are the ones from your sister. We didn't get anything from you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. None for you. Thanks. Thanks for coming. So Don spent all day today on the... On the phone, I think it was. I would blast who it was, but I don't want to mix it up. I was pretty sure it was. Nah, I'm not gonna even say because that would be politically incorrect to, to blast the wrong person, right? A- anything's politically incorrect. So. So they said, well, we'll get them there today. That was. They took the money from our bank account Friday. Sure. And they said, well, we'll just save you the twenty-four dollar service charge. Uh huh. <laughs> nice of them. The service of what? You didn't give me shit. There was no service. I do. I, I do need to do a shout out while we were off the Friday before. Um, I did a show for Tanya Morales in yes. uh, Santa Ana. Yes, that was an awesome show. Had a great time, and uh, so I appreciate the stage time there. We had a blast there. Nice. Not, nothing like. I mean, stage is it. I yeah. mean, this. I, I love this. Yeah. You know, I, and I was just telling our guest. We even let we we were talking theater stuff, right? 
but we didn't even go yet. He didn't even know we were here. He was going to say something and didn't. It's like a secret. If it's not a secret, if you follow us, you know who's here. Our Jazz Hands program. Our jazz. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just uh, – oh, we're going to do a show coming up with um, Matt Cole. Yeah, Matt Cole. That's right. We're going – that's also in Santa Ana in, yeah. in uh, June. So we're the OC crowd all of a sudden. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm into that. So we're, we're going to do – I don't even remember the date, but I know it was there, and we're both going to be there. I believe it's uh, June 17th. Really? I believe so. June already? Yeah, it'll be here quick. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of scary. So uh, doing that, going to be in Vegas this weekend. For? Bowling. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mr. Humbles will be there, too, you know, because we're like. Is it the the chaotic team? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good. We're going to go rip up Vegas. Not really so much. I'll probably go there and sleep. Because <laughs> we've gotten older. <laughs> yeah, it's that thing where you're Wait. like, I'm going to go to Vegas, stay up all night. Yeah, you look at all the shiny and, machines and stuff, and like, ah, there's TBS in my room. I'm good. And we're bowling at 8 a.m. Saturday morning, so we have all Saturday and Sunday. Oh, wow. And I'm thinking all the things we can do. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, man, if I bowl at 8, I'll probably be home by noon, probably get a, something to eat on the way home and take a nap inside the curtains with all the dark shit on them so you can't see and just sleep for hours. <laughs> Pull the big shades. <laughs> It's, it's, that's like, man, old. So, yeah, that's why we're going to do that this weekend. Nice. Um, so I'm looking forward to that, getting out of town a little bit. Very good. And anything else going on, Jimmy? I mean, it's a whole week off. You think we'd have more than this? We just talked about Mother's Day, your show. Happy Mother's Day to your mom, of course. And back to your moms. Um, 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 I, dude, that, that's it. That was. That we're caught up. That shows you we're old too. It's like not very exciting. It's like, oh, we got so much to talk about because we're off a week. That's it. What's, well, yeah, it's, uh, we've been on we've been on air like seven minutes, and we're like our whole life is oh, over. Yeah, either it's not important or we forgot. <laughs> I'll go with we forgot because <laughs> well, I probably did. We'll be an hour and a half in. And go. Oh, I remember what happened. I had a great hamburger. <laughs> that was that was it. I got nothing else. Hey, we're good. That's fine. I'm just glad to be back in the studio, buddy. Hey, if you guys want to jump on board and have some fun with us, give us a call. If you want to advertise with us, give us a call, 909-989-0789. Remember that number because you're going to want to call tonight. Oh, absolutely. Or you can live tweet any of your questions at uh, Twitter. Uh, just go to Roy and Jimmy th- Roy and Jimmy thing at Twitter and uh, live tweet some questions. Yeah, and Jimmy's going to read those because I don't have time. Not a problem. Because J- Jimmy like- does everything. All I have to do is like sit here and talk. I, I, like, and- I like reading. I'm good. Sit here and talk and look at the look at the phone and make sure the phone's not ringing. Yeah. And play with these little buttons like my voice go down. Just, See, my voice went way down. Nope, it goes up. That's all I do. And just don't scare our guests with any psycho eyes or anything. Who did I scare? No, Lang scared you. No, Lang, but but I scared Rosie. Yeah, yeah, you gave her some some uh, some eye action there. So some crazy stuff happens in this room. People That's need it. not know about. So, but they're still friends. So. Oh. Look, that's like he's out already. <laughs> he's out of here. We, I didn't even I didn't give him a, gla- a gaze yet. He's out of here already. <laughs> that's it. I've had enough of this Jesus shit. <laughs> he jumped real quick, and I was thinking like me. All of a sudden, I had to go to the bathroom. I mean, that's what I thought. And then I realized he's just bailing. He's out of here. <laughs> he's out of here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, we'll bring him on. Bring him in, man. Bring Jimmy, him bring him in. Uh, I'm stoked because uh, there's a lot of like like there's history with this place. For yeah, me. just super happy to to welcome into our studio a uh, friend of mine. Um, just is uh, an author, a producer. He's been a manager. He's just everything. Uh, great guy. Welcome to the studio, Bill Kinnison. <sighs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> hey, good to be here. No, thanks for coming in, Bill. So appreciate it, buddy. Uh, no problem. I love you, and I'm glad to be here. And I already made a new friend in here, so it's it's a good night. And I didn't scare you yet with eyes yet, did I? 
Well, you are kind of scared to start with. That's why I got a face uh, for radio. That's the reason I wasn't saying much. I know what say. I'm just sitting back. I ain't saying nothing. He's the desk is only so wide, but I, I don't move real quick. You're all right. The way you got up out of that chair to get out the door, I'd never catch you before you got out. So you're good. I'd never catch you. I'd like hurt myself. I'm old now. Yeah, but yeah. you were quicker than I. You're you're you yeah, might be old, but I'm fat and old. Yeah. So I mean, you he got was, me by one. Yeah, he was almost clear out the door, just like that. I didn't know your arms were so long because they were like reaching the knob. You were only two <laughs> steps out of the chair. It's like holy smoke. So welcome, man. Well, thank you. Thank I, I, you. Look at that. I'm already excited. New friend. Yep. Absolutely. See? It's there great. we are. My friends, your friends, our friends. It's just uh, it's a great time here. Jimmy, Jimmy and I love that because we we started in this thing together. And, and well, radio, yeah, but comedy together. And we, we've done everything. And it's funny because in the beginning, we did everything together. And then we started like, okay, now you do this and we do that because we were like, everyone said, oh, there's Roy. There's, and it's like, no, we got to not just for ourselves. And, and we'd love to do stuff together still. But the people that he's met and the people that I've met, they'll come in. It's like, I don't know him. How do you not, how do we not know these people who were in the same group? You know, we bring them, <laughs> we do, we bring them in. It's like, obviously, I know who you are. I know, I know. You know what you do, but I've never met you, and and we do that all the time, and it's just odd to me that it's such a tight community, but in some areas we we don't know the same people everyone deals with, and that's kind of cool about the station is when we get to bring different people, and we're like, dude, look, you're gonna meet, oh, nice, so it's kind of cool. That's the way life is. Matter of fact, my wife told me uh, some of that same stuff. Yeah. 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 Let's do things separately, and. uh... You know, spend more time apart and all that. I mean, I've heard this speech before. <laughs> we did this. Maybe that was Jimmy. Maybe that was our trial separation. We didn't even know it. We didn't know. That could be. I didn't. I did one time here. It's not. It wasn't me, but it was him. Oh, so yeah. Oh, I always like that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. It didn't make sense to all of a sudden until now. It's like, well, really? Maybe we subconsciously, since we've been through a couple of relationships, uh, you know, we just did it without having to make the announcement, have that heartbreaking speech and explain it. So right. I, you know, well, yeah, but but seriously, whenever, you know, you're breaking up or something or she's breaking up with you and they always give you this this crap of it's not you, it's me. Don't you really want them to really be honest and go, it's no, you. it's you. Let me it, tell you what, what's all wrong. But then we walk away going, what 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 did I do? Yeah, yeah, it, what was wrong? You got ambiguity going forever. And it's like. <laughs> Well, what the hell did she? No, it, it was me. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fine. It, was, it me. was me. I'm good with that. I feel better about it now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I'm okay with it's me too. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not that bad, tell me what it's me, and I might fix. Never mind. I'm not going to fix it. But at least <laughs> I would know the reason. Maybe next time. Maybe next. Time. I remember first. Well, first marriage, which there's only been one. Right. But it was. She always told me. That you know what I'm gonna fix you and make you into a normal human being and someone else is gonna get to enjoy you. Oh, that's great. That's what you used to tell me. I brought, I got you and your knuckles drugged the ground and you didn't give a shit. <laughs> and now you turned into somebody and someone else is gonna like take advantage of that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that works. Yeah, that that was so you know you know where I ended up with that one. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah. You know, and the other thing, like relationships, like if you're split up, you don't care if like she ends up with a bum. You just don't want her to do better than what she did. Well, see, but I think for women it's different because I think this actually happened because this really happened. I did this joke one time, and Jimmy's like, oh, dude, you didn't do that because it was like, okay, everyone moved on, and we were friends for quite a while after we weren't together anymore, and this was the quote. Really? That That's what you're with now? That was the quote I got. So it was like if it was better, then it was been okay. Well, I understand, but it's like really that? <laughs> Wow. That's that that is really and I got shit for that. 
So that's all right. I moved up now. So now she can go, damn, I can't, I can't touch that now because I'm, yeah, I'm a lucky guy now. So, so I did finally step up the ladder. I think I fell down the ladder first and then I, you know, blasted up. So that's well, I'm, I'm no real expert since I've been married, <laughs> married to the same woman for 40, be 43 years this year. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's awesome. A long though. time. Yeah. Yeah. She was 12 at the time. And uh, <laughs> one of those arranged I did, things. I did my three years and, uh, <laughs> contractually. That's what he has to say. Contractually. She was 12. It was an arranged thing. People, there was like, you know, a couple of people had to trade some farm animals and a couple of livestock. And that's how you got together. Right. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Back in Illinois. That's right. Yeah. He's Midwest. That's yeah. right. It, I, I, I know some people from Illinois. Claudia want, was from Illinois. You want to know right. some good trivia? Roberta. Yeah. Uh, Sam Kennison and right. I, Right. And Richard Pryor all came from the same projects. Oh, get out! I like wow. to throw I like to throw myself in there, but it's really Sam and Richard <laughs> came from the same project. Well, you were there too, in Peoria, Illinois. That's wow. That's awesome. Yeah. From the, now we the same projects, but did you guys know each other at that no. time? No, no, no. We never met each other till uh, actually Sam was in comedy, and then uh, I remember I was talking to Richard one night. We ended up really being close friends, but I remember talking to him and and his act. You know, a large part of his act is how he was raised in the trip, in the projects. Right. And how rough it was. I remember telling him when I said, I don't even want to hear your shit. Man, <laughs> I was in the same projects and we were white. Right. I, I, I don't even want it. I, want, I don't even want to know how bad it was for you. This is not a color thing. I was there. Yeah. I was, well, and that's the thing. Did you guys not know each other in the projects because it was so scary to go outside? You stayed in? Maybe you didn't know you your know, neighbors? You know, back there in, in Peoria, Illinois, in the... 50s and, and early 60s when we was in the projects there the blacks and whites didn't mix too much even okay. in the projects you know yeah you just, you just didn't so uh nice but so the thing was. was i knew i ended up knowing because i got into ministry and sam did too for a while and i and i and i got to know his pastor and all that that just blew blew a richard Pryor out man that blew him <laughs> out that, well man, man you know reverend hightower I said yeah i know reverend hightower Gave him a little schooling there at the comedy store. It's like, uh, yeah, I was there. I know this guy. I know who you know. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And, and still good friends with his son. Right. Uh, Richard Pryor Jr. We talk uh, just about every week. He was at the Grove there, wasn't he? Didn't, didn't he do something over there with you guys? He was supposed to. But oh, okay. daddy's, uh, daddy's name don't always translate. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I see. Nice. Well, you guys, you, uh, you and Sherry, your wife, uh, yeah. own the Grove Theater here in Upland, California. Yes, How do. long have you guys owned that? Uh, we have been there... 25 years this year. Okay, that's what I thought. 25. We opened it in 91. We got it in 90, and it was pretty bad. Yeah. Disrepair, and it took us a year to basically get it ready. We opened in 91, and we've been there ever since. Yeah. I, I think I met you guys in 92, probably 93. Yeah, probably early. Yeah. Print the t-shirts. Seems like and, I've known you a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. Been a while, buddy. And uh, yeah, I've known both you and Sherry, the probably 92, uh, doing the t-shirts and stuff like that for years. And uh, then I started getting into comedy, and uh, I didn't tell Bill for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, one day, one day he's like, "Why don't you come see my show?" And I go, "Show sure, what?" <laughs> no, I don't, I don't want to stand up. Okay, you got to be kidding me. Uh, you're great. You're all excited, and uh, told you where I was playing. You're just getting all stoked. So it's been great, great support from you and Cher. Well, you know what? It's uh, comedy, and especially for stand-up comedians. And I really, really, really feel blessed. I uh, at Robin Williams uh, memorial service. Yeah, they asked me to give the eulogy, and. Uh, and a lot of those guys I haven't seen in in years, literally years. Yeah. And uh, and I told him I said, you know, I'm really I'm really thankful because uh, I've never done stand up. Uh, I've always been on the business end of it, managed. But they they took me into their little circle. Yeah. And and that's unusual. 
I mean, you know, both of you are stand-up comedians, man. You have like that little, that little stand-up comedian circle, and other people get hanging around and whatever. And but you, you know, you guys still got your own thing going in there. Right. And I told him, I said, I really, I really appreciate that from all of you. That uh, you know, all these years, you've always. You know, you kept me in the uh, in the circle, and I really appreciated that. I that was um, I thought that was really good. But that's got to be probably. I mean, you you can say it or not. It's got to be a testament to who you are, who they saw you as, because they don't let. I don't care who you're connected with or who you're what with. When you get around the corner with somebody, and they'll be like, "That guy's a jack." <laughs> I mean, they they will. You yeah, they you do. know they will. They they don't yeah, they, they don't do. they, they might put on a happy face when you're there, but they won't keep you in. So that's cool. I mean, that 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 probably that says a lot about who you are to them. Well, I think um, I think anyone that can manage Sam Kennison got their respect. <laughs> I, think so. I think I think that's what it was. Well, when you first came out, weren't you a manager of others also? Did you did you manage a couple other people? Uh, you know what? Down through the years, I managed Rodney Dangerfield for a while. Yeah. Uh, Paulie Shore uh, turned down Dice Clay. Uh, you know, I managed Hart for a while. Yeah. But. It's one thing. It's one thing to take crap from your brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's another thing to take crap from people that's not your family. Yeah. And then when Sam hit, uh, that was twenty four seven. Yeah, I, you I know, because all of a sudden now he could afford his uh, his habits and stuff, and uh, it was it was. I, I really wasn't a manager. I think I was more of a fireman. I, was <laughs> I told him one time. I said, I love to know what it's like to really work on your career, but every day it seemed like I was dealing with. You know something else that he had done or said or or whatever, and I and I really think that's what garnered the respect from everyone because they all knew him. They knew me at the comedy store, and I think it was. Um, you know, you're part. You're also seen as not only that as Sam's brother, but also uh, part of the business. You know yeah. the ropes. You're not yeah. just someone's buddy who just always like the odd guy hanging out. You know, going, okay, who's this guy? We, <laughs> yeah. You know, Terry, shut up. You know, they are like, kind of creepy. Yeah, they can get creepy, especially <laughs> they're just kind of hanging back while your group's together. And stuff. So you're in the respect, at least, you know, as far as business goes, you know, it's like, hey, you know, he knows comedy. He, he definitely comes in, you know? you know. Well, I don't know if I know comedy, but well, I, I have the, a lot well, of friends the, in, the, the, in the comedy world. Yeah, the biz, I, the biz I'd say enough. yes. Yeah, the biz enough just to be uh, respected for that and just say, okay, Bill, you know, and you can be a part of the conversation in their lives and stuff. So that's great. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to critique your last show with Judy Tanute. No, oh, please do. <laughs> please to, do. At, the, at the Grove. At the Grove. At the Grove. Yeah, I did uh, d- two of them three years ago. I did uh, the first time you asked me, and it was, uh, it was uh, just out of the blue, asked me, and I was just so thrilled. Judy Tanuta and uh, such an idol and big fan of hers and stuff. So I did that, and that was great. And then she came back through, and we did it again. So I appreciate that. It's such a fun theater. Uh, me and Roy both used to see Disney movies there at the Grove. We grew up here in Upland. And uh, just to go back in there and then perform on it, I just—I always mention it every time I go on stage too. It's just a thrill. Just I, a thrill. I'll even go farther than that. When, when I was even younger or in that time, I can still—if if she, if she can watch or listen right now, my grandma, because yeah. she's not with us anymore. If she could listen right now, she's she's losing. She used to um, General Electric in Ontario. They used to have Christmas parties there when I was like young, young. Huh. And she used to run down the hallways dressed in a clown suit, and I can still to this day hear her jingling <laughs> down the thing. And it's like that's what that that's what that theater means to us. It's it, it was just a part of the history of the area, and you know that that's another reason cool to have you here because it's like that's that's kind of a big, you know, a big full cir- full circle for me because I spent a lot of time there. I mean, growing up and living in Upland. I mean, we could we used to when you could do it, we used to ride our bikes down there. Yeah, 
you know, and now you ride your bike, you know, someone will shoot you, but you don't know. <laughs> well, your bike's gone when you get back. When you're yeah, dying. yeah. You, and it's not that the area is bad. It's just we. That's when you used to leave at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, and your parents wouldn't see know, you until the lights, I, the lights, the lights, the street lights came on. You know. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, I remember during the summer, and we're in the projects. Yeah. You'd be out playing till. 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night during the summer. Parents wasn't worried about you. No. You were, you were out playing. Yeah, you're, no. you know, you're playing with all the kids, playing hide and seek, whatever. I mean, you're little kids and no one ever. And and we lived in a church besides. Yeah. And the church was never locked. <laughs> one of my jobs at, in the mornings was was to get up and to go down and wake the bums up that had come in during the night. Yeah. My Clear. dad had made a uh, had got a picnic table and he'd make them breakfast and send them on our way. And then I don't know how many times he'd go. Come on, Bill. We gotta look around, and somebody mark has got a mark in this building, so these guys know that they can come in here. I, I wanted to go. Well, how about locking the door? That might be a good start. You could try that. He used to run the bums out in the morning. Yeah. So that's where the management started way back then, right? Man, that's pretty, how you knew. Yeah, pretty much like a lot of Sam's uh, store uh, or parties after yeah. this. Yeah. Right, get, get up, let's go. Get all the homeless and the bums out. All right, guys. I'm glad you had a good time. Get out of here. Oh man, let's get it going. <laughs> Next. Oh man, that's very cool. Well, you met Sherry back there. I met Sherry. Um, she was 14 at the time, and. Uh, if you can imagine a 14-year-old directing the choir of a uh, big, basically black church, uh, that was Sherry and could sing. I didn't care for her because uh, uh, she's kind of a smartass. <laughs> I didn't and, care uh, for her. <laughs> then, uh, I love that. Start of a great I, I don't relationship. Know, three or four years later, we uh, started dating and uh, ended up getting married. And it was uh, sometimes I still look at her and I go, I don't know how this happened, but I'm really glad it did. Well, 43. Shot way over my head and got lucky. And it worked. Uh, well, 43 years. Yep. There was something there. That's, that, Blaine tells me, I, he tells me in sports terms, he tells me I outkicked out my coverage. <laughs> <laughs> so you outkicked your coverage too? I definitely outkicked my coverage. So definitely. I see, blessed people. I mean, it, it, you know what it is? We're just good guys. That's what it is. And, we're damn, it is. and we're damn good looking. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you're, you, must be, you must be looking at a mirror. <laughs> well, you know that. You already told me I was funny looking looking at me, so you just gave yourself up on that one. Now, nah, matter of fact, she uh, had a concert last night at Nine and Vine down in Hollywood. Was that really last nice night? Club. Yeah. Well, that, and, and how'd that uh, go? Had a packed house. And, you know, I'm standing there and I'm listening to her because she's 62 now. Still hot. Or 62. She's still hot. Yep. I don't know of anyone... I would rather hear her sing in my life uh, than her. And that has been ever since she was 14, man. Oh, she can beautiful voice. She can still rail. That's, well, that's well, awesome. You know, a lot of people, I didn't know for years she would, She was such a great singer. Accomplished, actually. Yeah. And, and then I'd see a YouTube video. I'm like, holy holy shit, that's Sherry. I know Sherry. You know, so, I mean, just talented family. And, and she's such a sweetheart. She but, actually opened for Sam in several of his uh, did she? big shows, yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. man. That's see now that's that's that that probably was a little tough. That's got to tell you how good she is because if people don't know and they're coming to see Sam, and they're like, and then she comes out singing like that, it's like what a contrast between the two. Well, especially having a band open for a comedian. Right, exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. No, she she she's good. Yeah, she's good. That's I don't I that that and when I hear a comedian open for a band, it's like both, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, usually, right? Yeah, the, other way, the other way around, yeah. The the comic opening for the band usually doesn't work out. No, I was supposed to open for uh, 
Oh my gosh, Cam. Can't remember her name now. She was just at, she was just here at uh, Stagecoach. Oh yeah, the country singer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and she's starting to hit big, and I was supposed to open for her, and um, I was like, man, I don't know if this is good. That's or not. tough. I, I don't know if this That's is good or not. So I finally get there, and I'm ready to go, and we're we're in kind of a smaller club, and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready, and there was somebody playing and getting ready, and it got all time got all messed up and they apologized. They said, you know what? We're, we're running out of time. We're not going to be able to let you do, we'll let you in, introduce if we do that. And, I, and I'm like, and, and it was, thank you. Thank that you. was the thing. <laughs> what I was so scared. I'm like, God, this is, this is going to, this might go bad. And, um, when they said, no, I'm, you know what? Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I'd like to stay around and watch. Whew. <laughs> I didn't have to just, just, no, do that. It's tough. you know, it actually, uh, when you open for a celebrity is tough. I remember yeah. uh, Ralphie May. Uh-huh. Uh, we did a show of Ventura, and I guess he was just starting out, and uh, the crowd was just brutal because we always tried to get a local to say I'm going to bring his openers and stuff, but we thought, you know, good chance for a local to get up in front of a big crowd. Yeah. And that was who the promoter had got, and, uh, and the crowd was just brutal. Oh, they ate him up, huh? So after he gets off the stage, I'm looking for him, and he's on the phone crying, and he's talking to his mother. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I'm not telling any story no, he hasn't no. told. But, uh, yeah, and he was like, uh, uh, and he's telling her, I'm, I'm getting out. I'm, I'm getting done. Out. I, I can't do it. <laughs> go, you know, they hate me. And so I told him, I said, hang up the phone. I need to talk to you. It's all right. I said, first, let me explain to you. You're a sacrificial lamb. <laughs> You've been thrown These out. These <laughs> people paid fifty bucks a, a ticket to see Sam. All you're doing is taking up time. You're filling time. That's right. But Sam heard you and thought you were great. And he goes, Really? I said, Yeah. I said, Now what Sam will do at the end of the show, he'll bring out the uh, all the comics, and when he mentions you, I'm gonna get you a broom and act like you're sweeping the stage like a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go okay. Okay, that's what and that's what we did, and the crowd went nuts, went nuts, and everything. But damn, by the way, Sam never did hear him. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to ask that he really. Yeah, Sam was, Sam was too busy listening to the comedians. <laughs> but yeah, him, and then uh, uh, oh man, Rick, uh, uh what the first name? White, uh, last name? Ron White. Ron White. Uh, yes. Yeah. When I met Ron White, we were playing Des Moines. Yeah. And he was the local guy, but I guess he was just starting out. Well, Sam's plane is late coming in. I'm already there, and it's late coming in. So I tell the promoter, I said, you know, where's the uh, the opener and stuff? Because Sam's got his other guys with him. And he goes, uh, that's a guy named Ron White. So I need to talk to him. It's okay. So he comes in the office, and I go, Ron, you know, I'm, I'm Bill Kennison. I'm Sam Kennison's manager, and uh, I need you to I need you to go along. I need probably about 25, 30 minutes yeah. out of you. And I remember him going, well, I've only got five minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, well, we're gonna, you're gonna have to, you, we gotta have twenty five, thirty minutes out of you. He goes, I don't know what to do. I said, well, if I was you, I'd really talk slow. <laughs> whatever you do, if you're gonna stand on your head or whatever, you're gonna be out there twenty five, the thirty minutes. Now is the time. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I'll be honest with you. When the first time I did uh, open for Judy for you guys, I had that freak out moment because she's like huge star, and it's like one of my first times, and I was still a little green. And uh, so I'm, I'm back there by myself. You took me to the dressing room. And I just had this moment. Roy couldn't make it. A lot of people, uh, my close friends I talked to, couldn't make it. I had a freak-out moment. I went out back that, <laughs> I went out that back door, put a bricks on the door. I went and locked myself out, have that moment. 
but I, I texted Ray. Oh shit! Oh shit! I gotta go. Oh shit! <laughs> dude, I'm freaking out. And he's texting me back, dude. It's okay. It's good. It's Judy Tenuta. You're fine. You got this. I just had to get it out of my system because the first time I did Ir- Irvine Improv, I did a guest spot. First time at an improv, it was for Kyle. Kyle sees, and I'm going up first. And uh, family's there. Place. I, I just, a lot of my people are there. I was in the bathroom this close to throwing up, and I actually was starting to walk out the door. And my best friend in the whole world for this first grade, he came in late. He goes, so did I miss anything? I went, nope, come on in. And that was it. <laughs> but, yeah, Judy's, dude, I was out that, that back door. I'm like, it's Judy Tuna. <laughs> Holy shit, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I remember texting that back. Dude, you're right. It's just not – it's like – but I I know the feeling. you know. It, the, and then that thing, too, when someone asks you to go long, it's like I got five. And, and you remember back when that's what you had because, Jimmy, I say it all the time. When you're young and you're like, man, you know, I got 20. You really got about seven. I mean, that's really what you got. But then someone pushes you and says. And the, and the funny thing is, when you get up there, they know how long you got. <laughs> oh, they know, too. They know exactly. Uh, they know exactly what. They know exactly what you have. You get the guys up front doing this. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going down. No, that, that's bad. When, the, when some, someone pushes you the first time, remember the first time I featured was, he said, oh, oh, I was all excited. Yeah, yeah. I figured I might get 10, 12. So, no, we need 25, 30. What? So you start thinking the jokes you did back in the fifth grade, exactly. right? Pull right. Up. I start looking at all <laughs> videos and and everyone can, old old stuff I have, and I'm listening to tapes. I'm like, well, no, there's that. Oh, that wasn't good. That wasn't good. And and get done and, and and you know ended up ended up putting together about twenty five thirty, which was okay, which was good. Yeah. Um, solid, probably. I don't know about eighteen of it was solid, but the rest that's of it was them, you know, best good. of it was mixed in a little bit, yeah. but. It's like wow, man. Well, our definition, our definition of time back then was how many jokes you can get in there. Where now, <laughs> as you're you're an actual comic, you know how to relax, let the audience enjoy it, give you know a little pause, let everyone breathe and stuff. It's it's all about a dance, a maneuver. And uh, yeah. Well, not now. It takes a while for the light to come on. Back then, it exactly. seemed like it came on thirty seconds after you're up there. Oh, my first open mic was at the Hollywood Improv. I had three minutes. I burned through three jokes in a minute and a half. <laughs> And then I still had time, so I sat on a stool, and I just bullshit with everybody about something on my mind, and I taped it. It was like the best set I ever had, that minute and a half. Yeah, just ran through it like I needed words per minute, like a typing class. I I used to love, at the comedy store, I used to love their animal night on, on Monday nights. Yeah. Where all these guys would, you know, they come in from around the country, and they get three minutes, and, and uh, you know, and they're going to make it in three minutes. And uh, But the funny thing is that they uh, – it's not like back in Keokuk, Iowa, where you use everybody else's material and nobody knows. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd have these guys around the comedy show because this was, this was actually, and I mean, even for the stars, it was our favorite night <laughs> to sit back and watch these guys for three minutes. But they knew, and it used to blow me away back in those days, but they knew like every joke that's ever been written. Right. So this guy'd be up there going, you know, he'd get into a joke and somebody yell out, Yeah, prior sixty three <laughs> <laughs> You'd be in the back scoring everybody. <laughs> oh man. It, I mean it was just brutal. I remember they had one guy and he would be there every every week, do his three minutes, but he couldn't stand for anybody to point at him. Oh really? Yeah. And so Soon as he got up, you had about a half dozen comics down front just going, <laughs> just pointing at him, man, just freaking the guy out. I told him, I said, one of these nights he's going to come with a gun, just shoot your ass. <laughs> but those were always the, the, you know, the, the best nights with watching yeah. guys. Okay, who's doing Carlin? Who's going to yeah. do Carlin tonight? Okay, ten bucks, it's that guy. <laughs> because because they, you know they think, you know nobody's going to know. Right. 
I mean, yeah, they can come to the, either improv or world famous comedy store or laugh. No one's going to know. No one yeah. Knows. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what these guys do for a living. Been yeah. doing it since they were five years old. Oh, I'll do a bar show and I'll hear someone do one of Roy's jokes. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Roy, this, this son of a bitch yeah. did your joke word for word. It's like, well, I had somebody. What? I had somebody had the balls. I was at the ice house and this guy come out and he says, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? Done a few shows with him. So I'm sitting there with Sean. He goes, hey, listen, uh, last week I did a show. I used your Viagra bit, dude. It killed. And, and he I, told you that? Yes. He told me that. And I'm like, uh, uh. He goes, All right, I, well, how much I, are you paying for I this? Know, I, know it's your, I know it's your joke, but I had to use it, and it worked. And I'm like, okay, don't do it again. But what the? I mean, just clear balls like we're buddies. He didn't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> no. In fact, uh, uh, the last episode of Louie on FX did it, the same thing. This guy just took Louie's joke, and he's going, yeah, it was great. I'm glad you told it to me. He went on stage and did it. And Louie's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right in front of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So even with a smaller uh, a smaller group of comics or a headliner, you can see someone's joke and go, oh, bullshit. Right. Bullshit. This guy. You or, can't. Or, or, or you do one and don't even know. I remember I, I, remember I did an ice house show. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, oh, man, I'm working this thing. I was working it for like weeks and turned into like, oh, man, I'm going to do it tonight. So I did it and I did a, it's kind of like a dog and cat thing. Right. And it was, it turned out to be so similar who someone I didn't see was Jody Miller's deal. Oh right! Remember, and I get off, and Jimmy's. That's looking right. At, I said, dude, you did Jody's joke. Jimmy's looking. <laughs> he did. Jimmy's looking at me, going, dude. "That's a great way to tell me I had a good night." Yeah, yeah. he's like, yeah. "Dude, that that's just that uh, was but Jody's it can joke." Happen, and, it and I'm like, I, I'm like, I've I've well, never we started, seen Jody. Yeah, we were. Getting, I did. I really hadn't. I was like, and I never did it again because even if it was my. It's like, no, I, I can't we because got, it's so similar. I can't. Well, we were getting right to that point where we're starting to work with her. So that I just told him, hey, buddy, come here. That Jody has a joke like 90% of that. And uh, but Yeah, Brett, they get a little upset about yeah, that. Yeah, Brent Ernst told me a good story. He said him and this other comic had this, this story that or one of their bits similar, but it's like a signature for both. The Tony and, bit? Yeah, the roller skating one. And uh, so he said, instead of everyone going, oh, man, causing this feud, he just met up with the guy and they said, well, that's mine. It's mine. He goes, tell you what. You're working near me. We're working the same show. I'll do it this time. You'll do it the next time. He said they just came up with a applicable for that. And just <laughs> Maybe that's was... what Sam and Dice Clay should have done. No shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that, well, that, was, uh, that was Sam's big problem with Dice. Yeah, well, you know. Well, like, Dice was stealing his stuff, which he was. Yeah. I think it was like a year ago, Comedy Store posted a picture of the bullet hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. He shot a few of them. They, uh, we, uh. He played, oh, man, the, the, the Dunes. Yeah. And um, one night he, you know, partying out and everything, and he was a, he was kind of an Elvis freak. He loved Elvis Presley. Well, Elvis Presley hated Robert Goulet. <laughs> and <laughs> Sam is sitting there with all his buddies and everything, and Robert Goulet comes on the TV for announcement or something, so Sam just takes a gun to go, bam, <laughs> just shoots the gun. I mean, just shoot the the TV out. And Sam's no big star now. This is like when he's over there with eight other guys doing the comedy store. Oh, shit. And so uh, they kept that TV. And then uh, just before they tore it down, they wanted Sam to come in and do, I think it's a weekend there. Oh, which nice. he did. And they put the TV in his, in his suite that he had, <laughs> that he had shot out. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> what foresight to save the TV. Well, maybe they thought he was going to make That's it. That's what I mean. Yeah, that I was foresight know. right there. It's like, hey, don't, hey, easy, easy. He's, he's easy. <laughs> Trust me on this one. Yeah. Trust me. This guy's got the balls to shoot the TV. Let's, let's hang tight a little bit. Let's see what happens. Not only did it have bullet holes at the comedy store, uh-huh. I guarantee he threw a thousand glasses up on top of the roof. <laughs>
Is that, that why when you walk on the floors in there, you hear like a chandelier up there? Ching, it's all those glasses up there. Me, <laughs> well, it wasn't just him back then. Everybody used to, because, you know, Mitzi wouldn't pay anybody. Right. Yeah. This is back for you got the 35 bucks you get now. Right. And uh, and so they would just do shit like that just to, why you know, not? just to cost her money. So they go out and have their drink and throw it up on the roof. <laughs> I'd get her back like, one glass at a time. Well, well that's that's funny though. People think, and, and these are these are respected, headlining great people that do that. They, when you pull up, people think you do this, and you're like, man, you're just rolling. And it's like you don't know what people grind. Oh yeah. And what they get paid and don't get paid to do it. I mean that that's a, it's, it's an absolute passion. That's the only reason they're doing it. It's like, oh man, they're doing this, and that's a thirty dollars spot. I mean that's I mean if you're headlining somewhere for a weekend, okay. But it's like comedy but store. Comedy store, you get thirty five. Thirty five bucks. Thirty five dollars. I actually, I actually have a a check <laughs> that she wrote to uh, to Sam from the comedy store. Yeah. For nothing. <laughs> what? For for zero. I framed it. I framed it. Why? Why would you even waste the paper? But she gave me a check for nothing. For absolutely zero. 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 Oh shit. Nice. <laughs> That's making a point. <laughs> Mitzi wasn't one of my best friends. I didn't, I didn't have to kiss up to her like everybody else well, did. Back in the day, when she wasn't getting paid, yeah, there wasn't paying people. Like I, I, I just thought, I thought this is, I, and I probably, I still do. I mean, that was one of the the hardest women I've ever seen in my life is her. Yeah. Man, I don't think there is a heart there. <laughs> I was there the night uh, that a guy showcased for Five minutes on Monday night. I'm sitting actually in the booth with Sam and her and a guy named Alan Stevens and I think Argus Hamilton. We're sitting in this booth. Guy gets up and does his five minutes and comes running over to the booth. You know, what would you think? Because this is a showcase. You can't showcase yeah. again for, I don't know, six weeks or something. What do you think? And so she goes, you're not funny. Go back to driving a truck or whatever you do. <laughs> you're not funny. Well, this guy goes next door to what was the Hyatt then. Yeah, the hotel. Yeah. Goes up on the roof. Is that him? Jumps off and kills himself. They oh. said he was trying to jump on the comedy store. Uh, he didn't quite make yeah. it. Yeah, a little short. Yeah. <laughs> and it kills himself. They come running in and they tell her. Said, hey, that guy just jumped off the roof at the Hyatt. What do you think her response was? Probably best. He wasn't funny. Oh, oh wow. shit. So you were there that night. I was there, dude. And I don't give a shit what they say their stories are. Yeah. And a- how upset she was and everything. I was sitting there. Holy shit. I actually put it in my, put the story in my book because I just thought. Wow. But. That's a different read than uh, the story out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The story out there is how upset she was and all this. No. Damn. No, Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it's sad, but the I think one of the funnier parts is he was trying to go to land on the comedy <laughs> store. You know the hotel. We parked there yeah. many times. That, that's a stretch. You're not gonna that's, a, that's a long stretch. <laughs> Superman isn't going to make that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think he stretch. got to like the he, – he probably didn't make the driveway. I'm sure he probably didn't. He, he, got, the, he got the big hill driveway I, under the second. <laughs> that was it. There, there's no projection. Yeah, you're, there's you're, no you're projection going, there at all. You're going down. You're rolling down the hill. That's it. He needed a tailwind. <laughs> they, they they hit the valet thing there. <laughs> the <booth laughs> little booth right there. Right by the booth. All they heard was a splat, and that was it. Nice. Now, am I bad as Mitzi right now? I'm making fun of the guy splatting. That's not right. <laughs> That's not right. I think she's wow. paying, man. She's been, she been bad for a long time physically. Yeah, is, that, was, yeah, is it Alzheimer's? In, I heard nah, Parkinson's. Parkinson's, that's yeah. right. But I, I this had remember I don't remember what year it was that uh, Jim Carrey did uh, Man on the Moon, the Andy Kaufman 
That's about uh, five, uh, movie. five, six years ago. Had to no, be at least that. Yeah, yeah. It might have been longer. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. longer. Anyhow, I I hadn't went back to the comedy store since that, Sam died, and actually he didn't perform there the last two years that he was alive. He went to the Laugh Factory with Jamie Masada. Okay. Well, Pauly, it really put me in a bad spot because I'm good friends with with uh, James Car- or Jim Carrey and Milos Forman, the director, and all this stuff. And right. they got this, they've got this private party going on upstairs at this premiere party. Well, I see Pauly down. Down at the bottom of the stairs, Paulie Shore, and he's asked me, you know, come down. So I come down and go, Bill, you know, get me up there, man. So I go up and, you know, and I tell Jim and, and Milos, I said, hey, you know, Paulie Shore's downstairs. You know, he wants to come up. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm like, okay. So I, you know, now I got to go down and tell him, you know, I don't know what's going on, Paulie. Yeah. But uh, uh, you're, you're, not, you're not on the list. Well, mom's here and wants to see you. Oh shit! Which oh. is Mitzi, and I'm thinking, no, nah, that's all right, dude. No, 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 man. You know, you got to come over to the table. She, she keeps asking to see him. So I go over, and man, and she is, she's, I, I can't believe she's still alive. Yeah. Because when I seen her, I didn't think she had much time after that. But she's sitting there shaking, and you know, Bill, come back to the store, <laughs> and oh, wow. I go, uh, I will, I will. When? <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah, when I when I get a chance, oh, when? Wow. And I was like, Jesus, God. Still still just as ornery. <laughs> Tough gal though, man. You know? <sighs> wow. I just I mean I've owned I've owned comedy clubs. I had one in Madison, Wisconsin and stuff, and, and I guess I just had too big a heart or something. Yeah. Although uh Emo Phillips. Emo <laughs> came over and uh, he was in he was from Chicago and we had it to Madison ninety miles so he came over to uh, uh, showcase to be a paid regular yeah and show you how much I know comedy I went no no nah, I don't see it dude hey <laughs> <laughs> well, this kid from the University of Wisconsin he's going to make it okay, I, this guy I right don't here. see it Emo <laughs> I don't see it this guy right here he'll make it <laughs> but that shows you it's very sub- it can be very subjective too. I mean, people that people that like Jimmy like Jimmy might not like me. But Sam, people that love Sam, oh, you either love him or hate him. That's there right. Wasn't, there wasn't a middle ground there. But I think that's I think that's the important part. Is is like you just burn your path, whatever it is, and people like you, they like you. If you don't, and if you're not that person, you know as well as we do, they they know you're full of shit. Oh yeah. And when they know you're full of shit, you're just that guy that says you should have been driving a truck some more or something. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't right again. And block no. off all the stairways. Yeah, block them all up. <laughs> Take them down. Oh, man, we've got to catch our breath. Get out of here for a minute. we got to take a quick break. Hey, give us a call after the break. Um, but we, we are like, where's the music going now? I was all excited. Am I a beast of burden? Is that what you're saying? You said I wasn't looking good earlier, and now you're, you're going, calling me a beast? You're going subliminal, honey. No, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> you're just like, you're just like this is about me? Is that yeah. what you think of oh, me? Oh, it's always about me is yeah. what it is, right? right Shut up. <laughs> We're going to get out here for a minute and stretch our legs and talk to Bill so you don't ha- you're not going to get to, man. We're going to steal them for ourselves for a couple. Give us a call after the break, 909-989-0789. This is the Roy and Jimmy thing on chaoticradio.com. See you in a minute. You just had to tease me to try to get me to sing, didn't you? Because I haven't sang in a week. See how I did that? 
you can come in now. Yeah, you haven't you haven't sung yet. I haven't. Oh, and that's what I do. Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on KDUCRadio.com. You got Roy. You got Jimmy. We have Mr. Bill Kennison in the room too, and I'm about ready to get about ready. This is a long this is a long intro. To get ready. I mean, trying to I'm trying to like post it like a pro, <laughs> but I'm not because I can't remember where it starts now. Oh, gotcha. Well, you got yourself, the, you're too amped up. Right I'm too now. amped. I should have like cruised in a little. We just talked about burning through three minutes. Man, See, I, I need to slow down just and just smoke some good stuff. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Okay. <laughs> it ain't TV, right? It's not TV. It ain't TV, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now it's coming. See, that's a long, that's a long ass intro. That's a great intro. You know why? I've been down before. Oh, okay, shit. Done. There it is. I usually sing every week, I, and I won't even do it then because. Been thinking about my. Never mind. I can't Bill. do. I sing every. I don't even know why. I get all excited and everyone's like, "Dude, why do you sing?" My girlfriend sits at home and says, she, "When so, that happens, she like turns it off." So how's that doing on your ratings? Here? It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, we're, so we're trying to keep the lights a, on here. That's yeah, where we have a dip. Yeah, we have a dip. Everyone's like, "Man, this has been a great hour so far." Everyone's enthralled. We're listening to great stories and, and Bill's then, on fire and everything. And all of a sudden, and Roy opens his pie hole and, and starts trying to sing. Then that time he sang. We had like four people right now, 909-989-078. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> I'm not, not doing it now. Well, before the break, we were talking about the comedy store. Um, real quick, though, when you're sitting there for those Monday, uh, for the auditions, yeah. you, did you sit through a few of them with Miss? Uh, with uh, Miss? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody come to mind that you remember auditioning? Uh, Jim Carrey, the first night he was ever uh, Yeah. Ever in L.A. Nice. And he was a, he's actually an impressionist. He wasn't a Oh, that's up. right. And uh, he did a scene, his three minutes, because uh, from that night, he was, a, he was a paid regular, but his five minutes regular, was uh, a scene from On Golden Pond. Oh, I've seen that. Where he did Henry, Henry Fonda, Fonda and, that's and Captain right. Hepburn and Dude. Yeah. And uh, Sam and him and I became close friends from that very first night. Nice. And uh, took many vacations together and wow. still friends today. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember him the very first night. That's awesome. Ever being in L.A. I remember. I, I I actually believe if you go to the Comedy Store website, that is that video is still on their website. Is it really? It just it's to, it it. I've freaky. seen it, and he transforms. I mean, there's no other way to say it. All of a sudden, he'll do it and do the turn turn around, and when he had the hat, and it's just like you just watch it go. Holy shit! Is this yeah, for it, real? I mean, it was like freaky. So good, man. I'd watching hardened agents in there just crying. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how moving it was. Yeah, and then Sam yeah. and I, you know. We brought the moment down, Sam, going, yeah, I think you made a deal with the fucking devil, man. <laughs> have, have the muscle control you got. I think you made a deal. Oh, like, when he tra- you would transfer him like, from Henry Fonda right into Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, I just saw that. Right. It's, it's amazing. Right. And Sammy Davis, he would do Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, it's it's. He great. did the nuclear Elvis. I didn't see nuclear Elvis. Oh, oh man, with the... Yeah, the nuclear, you know, after the nuclear holocaust or whatever. Yeah. Then it's Elvis, you know. That little <laughs> oh, I, I've never seen that. Oh, shit. I got to look it up now that for sure. Funny. That is funny. But he did that that night, too. I, I heard him do a when thing. When you can remember 25 years later what they did that night. Yeah. That was pretty good. That's that's a good night. Yeah. <laughs> or a mellow night. I did a, um, um, I saw an interview he did one time when he was doing, like, sometime after when he was doing Living Color. And they were talking about when he used to do that fire marshal, fire marshal bill thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they said he had to actually take breaks while he was doing it. They had to keep cutting. And, and I heard him, heard them say it, that he would, his face would actually cramp and he had to like 
because otherwise he'd get all contorted. And, oh, I believe it. Yeah, and like you said, with his with his muscles and everything, doing all his face, I think maybe there was a little deal with the devil with the way he could do his face. <laughs> Is it, yeah, no, he had to take a break. His face would get all contorted and stuck and all that thing. I saw a deal on it. It was, it was hilarious. Well, there's a, a lot of comics. Uh, Jim, obviously, included that, you know, started about that time when you guys are there. They're still going strong. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. But I remember all the way back, I remember uh, David Letterman living out of a That's van right. down on the beach. That's right. He did a lot uh, of a lot of hosting up there in the OR. Yeah, and yep. I remember uh, Jay Leno playing schools. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Wow. He'd be play. He'd have like shows at night, and he'd be playing. He'd be like at a school during daytime. Yeah, guy did more shows than anybody ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's what they said. Yeah. Yeah, and it it was the truth. But I mean, you know. That's that's so awesome. See, I I always thought that I I mean probably how long ago was it? Six years ago, I was kind of. Not homeless like you were going to shoot in hand. We're talking about. <laughs> I mean, not, not quite that bad. I got a little afraid. Oh, back story. on radio. Here we go. But I did a. Um, I I I was without a place to live for like I don't know four or six weeks, and I would go like from a hotel to a truck to, and I thought that's what I was going to do. I was going to make it big someday so I could always tell the story. I was homeless because it seems like everyone that's big you hear a sto- you hear a story they were broke they're homeless. Yeah. It's part so of I just want to get it out of the way. Sam used to sleep at the comedy store. See. Yeah. Sure did. He was a doorman there for five years. Five years that long? Five years was a doorman. Wow. And then uh, Rodney Dangerfield had to talk us into doing that HBO special because we thought it was a contest. Yeah. And Sam wasn't going to win any contest. No. And uh, so after he talked us into doing it and he hit, I remember sitting there and he's playing the big room at at the comedy store. And again, I'm with Mitzi Shore. And I remember turning around and or turning around to me and goes, Bell, it happened so fast. <laughs> and I go, What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking He's six been years. your doorman for five years. <laughs> Jeez. But so fast. Yeah, it happened so fast. I, I remember I remember seeing that Dangerfield show on HBO. It just well, that was like that was like the thing I remember on HBO when he saw it, when he put it when he put together that show. You're always like, oh my god, it was like such a big deal. I mean, that was it. It's like you did the things you did. You did Rodney Show. You did, you know, you did Carson. You did. I mean, there's just certain little things that you know. It's like, oh man, hang well, on, here it comes. I mean, well, you even, knew that then. Well, even back then, the young comedian show they had on HBO. Yeah, that's yeah. what he did. Six yeah. minutes. Yeah. Was it that? Was, yeah, it, was it was six it, minutes? The Aspen deal too. They did. Was that what they did it from? Sometimes. Was no, they did it out of Dangerfield. It was Dangerfield, New York. Yeah, Where was that. the other one? Sam they did cleared the club the night before. No. Yeah, they ran the show, uh, you know, night before, mm-hmm. so the crew and everybody could see what, you know, their angles and all that kind of stuff. Right. And uh, everybody got up and walked out on him. Wow. And Sam come over and told Rodney, he said, "Man, I can't, I can't get going in six minutes." And Rodney's like, "No, tomorrow night you're going to be fine, Sam. You, you'll kill tomorrow night. I'm telling you, <laughs> you're going to do great." And tomorrow night came, and he did. Wow. And uh, he made it, he was making thirty five bucks a night at the comedy store. Now, never forget, we uh, were immediately because now all these agents that didn't know what to do with him are calling me. All the ideas down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they knew what to do with him, and uh, we do a forty city tour. First show we have is in Fort Lauderdale, and I go back and uh, settle up, and we made twelve thousand dollars. And I remember he and I hugging each other and almost crying over the man. You know, we made it. We made it. Yeah. Not realizing at the end of that tour, we wouldn't even have looked at twelve thousand. We was making fifty thousand a night, and uh, and eventually topped out at one hundred and seventy five thousand a night. Damn. And it, went, and it was that quick. It was that quick. Yeah. 
It, it was, was it was it immediately I know without cell phones and stuff, so was it immediately phone burning the night after or the day after it aired? Yeah, you talking about from the business? Yeah. Yeah. I mean the very next day. Yeah. APA, uh all of them, man. That's amazing. Uh, calling and uh then we we went with uh, Marty Klein at the at APA and we one of our first things that we assigned was a three show uh, appearance on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. And then, I don't know, three or four David Letterman's. But, so we're doing Saturday Night Live. Well, we had made it really clear. Uh, yeah, we had both been preachers, so we didn't want Sam to be advertised as the beast. Ah. You know, we just didn't, you know, he really didn't want it. And yeah. I didn't, I was like, no, no, you know, you'll know his name. Right. And uh, so, Saturday Night Live is doing their promos. You know, the beast will be here on Wow. Such and such a night. And I remember I called Marty Klein and I go, uh, Marty, I thought we uh, I thought we weren't going to use the beast. Ah, yeah, you know what? We think it's the best, uh, best way to go. And we want him to lose the beret. Oh, shit. And so I told Sam, and I didn't have to tell Marty because he could hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, tell him to lose his fucking client. <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah, just get rid of the uh, get rid of the trench coat. Yeah. Let's get rid of the beret. Yeah. So, so and, his, and, first, his first agent lasted less than two weeks. Jesus. Yeah, and, and don't yell so much. Can yeah, yeah, yell? yeah, can you calm down a little Could bit? Could you not yell so much, Sam? <laughs> Jeez. Well, it's funny you said over. It was overnight from that show. Yeah, but a lot of, but not overnight because of all the time that went into it to begin with. Right, and that's one of the things that that we laugh at sometimes. Like, oh man, that's not, that guy just you know he came out of nowhere and overnight. Oh bullshit, he's been doing this forever oh, and ever. Yeah. Yeah. Now that part of it was overnight when he, but some and it makes it, it I don't know, angers me a little bit when it's, oh that guy didn't do anything. He just got like bullshit. There ain't any luck in this business. It's by the way. it's all freaking hard work. And hard work and determination and not quitting, and and it's like it wasn't it, that the re, the the um, end result was overnight. But I mean, how long had he done it and beat his head against the wall, not getting anywhere? Thirty five dollars a night. Yeah. You know? And and she held him off. She would hold him off every night to two o'clock. And he had built up. They such call a, it, they're now calling that the Kinnison spot again. Do they really? Yeah. 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 I, I've seen it on there when they're listing up the lineup, you know, uh, hitting the Kinnison spot tonight. Uh, Don, Don Barris. Well, two o'clock in the morning is when she'd bring them up. So people would stay there and buy drinks. Yeah. And, uh, and he had built up such an underground following of celebrities, rock oh, stars, yeah. uh, porno stars, everything else. You couldn't get a seat at two thirty. And yet, yeah. And then yet, you know, nobody in Hollywood knew what to do with him. And Rodney had seen him. Uh, uh, he'd been doing comedy in Houston for about six weeks. And Rodney played the arena and then came to this little comedy club, held like 60 people, and Sam happened to be up on stage. And I just happened to be in town. I wasn't – I was still in the ministry. Yeah. And I told the bartender, I said, hey, whatever whatever Mr. Dangerfield wants, you know, I'll pay for it. So he says, all right. So he gets over and gets the order of him and his group and uh, then – you know, tells him that I guess I was paying for it. So Rodney said, I'm come over to the table. So I come over, and uh, he doesn't know that Sam and I are, are together. Yeah. He's just watching this guy up on stage, and Sam's actually doing a uh, a prop comedian. He's not he's not doing the stuff he did. He would come up there with a box of props. And, oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, and Rodney, uh, I remember Rodney telling him, hey, this kid's a genius. He's raw. He's raw. He's, you know, but he's a genius. I'm telling you, this kid's going to do something. Nice. And uh, so then, you know, like we were talking about, every time that Rodney would see him, he'd go, how many minutes have you got? And Sam would tell him, you know, I got 10 minutes. I got 
12 minutes, 15 minutes. Well, then seven years later, he saw him uh, at the comedy store late at night again yeah. and uh, and told him, said, hey, I'm doing this young comedian special, and I think it'd really help you, and uh, you need to do it. So Sam just kind of blows him off and goes, hey, you know, I, I don't do contests. And he had went up and, and bumped a guy. Well, the guy he bumped, and I didn't even know it till Rodney's funeral, was Tim Allen, who was still pissed about it. Oh, oh wow. no shit. Oh, yeah, man. He was still pissed. And I go, everything worked out fine for you. It worked out fine for yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, uh, but anyhow, so, uh, Rodney goes, where's his brother at? And so they gave him my phone number and he called me like three o'clock in the morning and goes, Hey, you know, your brother's missing a, uh, a good chance here. He needs to, he needs to do this HBO special. Well, I had owned this club in Madison and we had just had the finals of the Showtime Funniest Man in America things there. So I thought automatically it's HBO doing what Showtime did. So I tell him, uh, Sam doesn't do contests. I'll never forget. I guess we can say whatever we want on the air. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is it with you two guys? <laughs> Not a goddamn contest. I'm telling you. I, I think it could do something. And uh, Sam and I went up there thinking we're getting a free ride, free trip to New York. Might as well. Yeah. We never thought anything was going to happen. Six minutes, and that six minutes is what changed his life. It did. Immediately. Yeah. And is is that crazy that it's something you just almost didn't do? I mean, what yeah. you, you have no idea what direction it may have taken or may not have because of that moment. I don't think Sam ever would have made it if he hadn't done it. Yeah, you know, the way it blew up right after, I watched it when it, was, when it first aired. I, everyone did. And I remember me and my dad watching that going, holy shit, this guy. It's just, uh, just a fan since then. Well, when you think about what he was doing, the... One of the big routines that, that everybody remembered, he's making fun of starving children. This is sand. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but he's making fun of starving children. What comedian can do that and get away with well, it? Yeah, and, you know, and all the other comics on there are all funny doing the usual kind of stuff, and he comes out there, move to where the food is, and it, it was brilliant. It was just brilliant. Sorry I'm late. Yeah. I stopped at a 7-Eleven. That's right. Get some Marlboros. Marlboros. He didn't. I couldn't get him to understand what I was saying. Smokey, smokey. That's right. <laughs> Should have shot your ass in Denang when I was there. I remember watching that and just going, oh, my God. I actually just watched it like a couple months ago, and it just holds up so good. It's just amazing. So good. But I, I think all that stuff that's – and you could say it was because it was a groundbreaking thing because it was unlike anyone else oh, was yeah. doing at the time. No one – whether it had was their style or had the balls to do it or whatever it was, just to like completely let it out. And I think that was some people like will make you see comic comics that'll make um, work on the shock factor where it's just shock, but it's not funny. Where it's just like I'm gonna shock the shit out of you or I'm gonna drop this or drop that. And it's it's like, oh, but it's not funny. But when you could do the shock factor and make it freaking entertaining at the same time, holy shit! And that was something no one was doing. Well, the genius of Sam. Was uh, he was a genius storyteller. He never told. He never said. He didn't tell jokes, and he never wrote a routine. I don't know if he even knew how to write a routine. Everything was off the top of his head. We did 280 shows a year, and I got to see 280 shows a year that were all different. And uh, just, I mean, he would have three or four, you know, routines that he would do, so I know where he was at in the show. But 80 percent of his show was new every night. That's that's and, that's uh, awesome. He was uh, sacrilegious. There was nothing sacred to him. And I think the reason that all that came about is that I think Sam was really convinced that he was never going to make it. He never headlined clubs. Clubs wouldn't book him as a headliner. And I think he really thought he wasn't going to make it 
So screw this. I'm going to do what I want to do. Just let it go. And it happened to be, he was the first comedian to ever say fuck on TV, on HBO. Was he? First ever. And regardless of Dice Clay's book, <laughs> uh, he was the first stand-up comedian ever to sell out Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. And But I thought the amazing thing was the very next night, which happened to be like a Wednesday night, uh, we're at Nassau Coliseum, and he sells it out to over 17000 the very next night after doing a Madison Square Garden up there. Jesus. So I actually thought the second one, the biggest crowd that he ever drew, is we played Giant Stadium, 95,000 people. Holy and shit. I had, uh, had Bon Jovi, Skid Row, and all of them there for uh, his encore. Holy shit. And you think back, though, you, you think that at the time you mentioned Bon Jovi, Sam's in one of the videos. Yeah, well, you he's know. in several of them, yeah. Yeah, he, he just pops up everywhere. Just like he just, Sam, that one special took him all over the place. And you too, obviously. Well, a lot of them knew him. Yeah. Uh, like Eric Clapton, Phil Collins. Uh, There's a picture of them. A lot of, the, a lot of the rockers knew Sam from being, you know, they all heard of him at the comedy store. Yeah. It just, no one else did. You know, well, he wasn't was, anywhere else in the country. And that was part of that underground following you said he had. Yeah, you yeah. know, the people that, you know, all the rock stars and all the other people and would come out and wait for him. So he was already in with that group. Yeah. But the masses didn't know him. No. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, you know, I thought Dennis Miller, I, you know, I produced about two or three documentaries on Sam over the 20-some years. But yeah. I thought the be best line, best interview in there was Dennis Miller. Yeah. And he said I had a comedian friend that that told him said you got to come and you got to come to the comedy store and see this guy, and uh, so Dennis said that he uh, he sat there and he's watching Sam and he was laughing and it dawned on him that he would never laugh this hard again. Wow! And I thought, man, that that that's pretty. That's a great compliment. That's pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, I was a huge he said fan. I, so I was really happy, and then I I had a moment of sadness because I I thought. I'm never going to laugh like this again. I just peeked out. <laughs> it's like talking to an astronaut. What do you do now? You've been to the moon. Shit, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Go to Disneyland. Yeah. What do you do now? Wow, that's that's awesome. That's crazy. But I helped the Miller family. Uh, Jim Carrey wanted me to. He he did a series called uh, The Duck Factory. lasted like three shows. That's right, yep. And we played a cartoonist. And... Uh, his he brought his manager with him from from Canada. Okay. And I won't mention his name, but he never ever did anything. He's trying to. Jim goes, Bill, I need you to check on this guy because something's going on. I don't know what it is. Well, I check, and this guy's so stupid that he's trying to take uh, Jim Carrey to William Morris for two other comedians. Well, and so, so I come back and I tell Jim, and he goes, what are, what are you paying this guy? He goes, he gets 40%. And I go, that's whoa. illegal. That, it is. The most a, a manager can make is 20. And, and I don't know a manager that does that. Damn. Is but it, is 40%. It so I said, you need to dump this guy. So then Jim goes, well, you know, would you manage me? And I said, dude, I, I at that time, I knew nothing about television. I knew nothing about uh, movies, you yeah. know, we're out doing these, you know, the big concerts and stuff. And I said, I, I, I wouldn't even want to try it because I don't want to mess you up. But I'll tell you who I'd tell you to get with. And it was Dennis Miller's brother, Jimmy Miller. Oh, shit. I said, he's got like one or two other clients. He's going to put 24 hours a day in you. And uh, I heard they just recently broke up, but 
they've been together all those years, 20. That's a run. Yeah. Wow. So uh, I'd like to get some of those residual checks. <laughs> a little bit. Some mailbox <laughs> money, right? That 40% money <laughs> he got. A little, little finder's fee, something. Wow. That's wow. amazing. 40%. Isn't that unreal? It's And it's illegal. It's called the Grateful Dead uh, law because Grateful Dead, their agent, was also their manager. Oh. So he decided to collect on both ends. Oh, And uh, so <laughs> years later, Grateful Dead took him to court, won, and then they, uh, you know, they passed a law where uh, the max that a manager can make is 20%. And then they also made it where uh, that managers cannot sign, can't sign your deals. You have to have a, a licensed agent. Oh. So I remember when Sam did Charlie Hoover, I negotiated the entire thing, put it together, and then had to uh, go to a triad because uh, I liked them and, and let them make 5% for doing nothing but signing off. Just to be the other person. Yeah, because yeah. legally I couldn't. As a manager, I can't sign off on anything. Jesus. Wow. The back, the back Nasty stuff. We business. We, I said we, <laughs> the back side we know nothing about. What what drew you to that side of the business, though? Sam. But what, just Sam, you you didn't envision you being on that side of the business at all. I was in the ministry 17 years. Uh, Sherry and I pastored in that 17 years. We pastored seven churches. Uh, it was kind of funny because we also did the last seven years. We did uh, big crusades in civic centers. And when Sam eventually hit, and uh, we go into some of these same uh, same civic centers and do Sam's show, well, the crew knew me because a lot of times I was there for several weeks in a revival. And they, hey, Reverend Kenneth, go, yeah, yeah, a little different message this time. <laughs> a little bit different. And uh, so we were past as passing a large church in Rockford, Illinois. I was taking a shower on a Sunday morning. And um, while I was taking the shower, I knew – Inside, it was time for me to do something else. Yeah. And it was time for me to, uh, you know, because I always thought I seen I seen preachers stick around too long. Right. You know, Jimmy Swaggerts and all that. They get crooked and all that. And and I thought, nah. And so I remember on the way to church, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell Sherry now that, uh, hey, uh, we're not going to be the pastors here anymore. <laughs> and I really didn't know what we were going to do. But I remember on the way to church, I'm expecting this big argument from her. No, we're not. You know, we got a little girl. Sure. You know, life is good. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I remember all she said was when I said, this is going to be my last service as pastor. And uh, she said, what are, you, what are we going to do? And I said, well, Sam's been wanting us to manage him for two or three years. So let's, we got enough money to last a couple of years out here. I had no idea how expensive it was. Oh, yeah. It was really about two weeks. But, uh, <laughs> right, it all socked away. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I came out and uh, started, you know, getting involved. I always came out and negotiated whatever he had anyhow. So I was a little familiar. But uh, we moved out here. And after about uh, six weeks after we was here is when the uh, HBO special oh, wow. hit. So it had nothing to do with me. I like to say I was the idol maker and. I was the brains was, behind the whole thing. The was, truth uh, of the matter is, they'd already filmed it, and then it came out about six weeks after I had moved here. And then wow. uh, we immediately hit on a big tour, and uh, and I learned the business, you know, as we went along. So you had you had great timing. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. You so you you could look at it the other way too. You could look at it and say you just had that vision. You were a visionary and knew it was coming and knew it was time. I knew I, I knew from the first time I seen Sam. Now See? this this is a guy that's been a loser his whole life. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate me telling him. He never knew what it was to to get a paycheck. 
He was in the ministry for seven years, never made as much as $5,000 in any year <laughs> in the ministry. His relationships went down the shitter. Uh, there was just, I always thought I'd take care of him. Yeah. Well, he ends up, his wife ends up in an affair in our religious circles. That's the worst thing could happen is a divorce. I mean, you can uh, you can be a thief, you can be a whoremonger, a molester, whatever. God will forgive you. Wait a minute, you got a divorce? Oh, you can't no. take care. You're not fit for the house of God if you can't take care of your own house. <laughs> right. And uh, so it was done for him, and he came to uh, Peoria, Illinois. I was pastoring, and he came there, and he, uh, and he told me, he said, man, I don't know what to do. And I said, I, I want you to do something. I want you to I want you to take some time, look down in your heart, and find out what you've always wanted to do. Because when you're a preacher's kid, it's almost like you're kind of born into this. Right. You know, dad's a preacher. Brother's a pastor. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's so all four of us at one time or another preached. Right. And, uh, but I said, you know, forget all that. Forget your friends are preachers. Forget, you know, your family. Look down in your heart and find out what you've always wanted to do. I thought it'd take, you know, two or three days or something. It took him like two seconds. He said, I always want to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> that quick. <laughs> and so I said, you know what? Set a date. And uh, after that date, you'll never preach again. No matter what. If you got to pump gas, whatever you have to do, but never preach again. You don't do this anymore. Yeah. Wow. Because if you don't, you're going to keep falling back into it. And that's what you, you know. Then one day you're going to be 50 and you're still doing it. Right. Yeah. And uh, so he, uh, he met another young lady. And uh, one day he was talking to her on the phone. She lived in Houston. He lived in Tulsa. And she said, which is funny now, he said, hey, there's a club down here. There's a bar that they're going to uh, run classes on how to be a stand-up comedian for a week. <laughs> so Sam goes down there, you know, at, uh, in a week. And their guy, the, uh, the guy going to teach him was a guy named Steve Moore. And his claim to fame was he did the Playboy circuit. <laughs> and he's going to teach all these guys. Yakov Smirnoff was there. Uh, wow. Sam Kennison, Bill Hicks. Wow. And he's going to teach all of them how to be a, a stand-up comedian in a I'm week. I'm going to show you the way. Here we go. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but the crowds it only held like sixty people, and it was called the Comedy Annex. Mm -hmm. And uh, they end up being a, he turned it into a comedy club, and that's where Sam and all the rest of them started. Wow. Was uh was right there. But I went down, like I said, after about six weeks. And uh, I had, I had supported Sam and took care of him. I raised him, you know, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that just way it's all going to be, always going to be. And I didn't know if he's going to be a good stand-up comedian. Uh, the night I seen him, first night, I remember Sherry called me and she said, "Well, how was it?" And I said, "You know what? I'm no comedy expert, but this guy's going to end up being one of the biggest. I don't know how long it's going to take him." Wow. Uh, but I said, because he's not very disciplined, but uh, he, he is really going to, he's going to be one of the biggest. And he was, and Rodney seen it too, the same first night he saw him. Nice. He just knew that it was going to happen. Amazing. As a, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. It just, just to think about that to, and it's kind of like what people say all the time. If you want to do something, you believe in it, jump. Just, and that's it. There's but nothing you else. Can't look back. Don't look back. Nope. Burn, burn, burn the boats, right? There's no plan B. This yep. is what you're going to do. And and people say it all the time. I've seen anyone that's that's, that's made it and said that's the only way we did it. So you had to just say this is it. A complete. This commitment. is what I'm going to do. Yep. And I don't care. It's going to be shitty. 
and it's not going to go well, and it's going to be tough. It's not the easiest thing, but unless you're committed, it's not going to happen. You know, there's there's a lot of people that like I dabble in this and I dabble in that and dabble in this, and it's like, what do you do? Dabble a lot of shit. What are you good at? None of them. You you guys appreciate this being stand-ups. The advantage Sam had over all of them is he had preached for seven years. Yeah. So he had stage Stage presence and. And uh, but I remember one night we were there and, and the comics were coming back and going, man, this is a tough crowd, tough crowd. Next guy can go up, come in the green room, go, oh man, this is hell tonight. <laughs> I don't know how many. And then finally Sam goes because they're all hanging out and they go, you guys don't even know what a tough crowd is. That this ain't nothing. All I got to do is make them laugh. That's nothing. So let me tell you what a tough crowd is. A tough crowd is having a morning service. You have to pay your house payment. And six people show up that don't want to be there. <laughs> That's a tough crowd. That's your tough crowd. And three of them nodding off halfway yeah, through, right? <laughs> and Sam always did feel like that. He always thought that all I have to do is make them laugh. He never understood when, when uh, he never understood when people would talk about, uh, you know, they, you know, they're they can't think. Yeah. You know, they're brain dead. Uh-huh. And Sam goes, "How does that happen?" <laughs> wow. That's just because like, everything Sam seen to him was funny. That's wow, that's actually, great. we actually got a phone call. Hey, we got one. All right, line one, you're on the air, Roy, Jimmy, and oh, Roy and Jimmy, you guys there? Yeah, we're here, but we're we're not even here, man. We're listening to all this right here. You got Bill Kennison here too. What you got? Oh my gosh, yeah, I've been looking forward to this show all week. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good, buddy. Fantastic. Oh, good, Mr. Bill Kennison. It's a pleasure to speak with you uh, once again. You wouldn't know me if you passed me on the street, but. Um, I wanted to call in because I wanted to thank you because in, in the late 90s, I had just turned 21 and you know, frequented many uh, establishments, bars, what, what, whatever you will. Uh, thanks a um, lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is going well, right? Thanks no, a lot, no, no, guys. No, 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 no. Don't you, no, no, don't no, you no, have no, a big no. old room to play or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But what my emphasis is, what, what I'm going to get to is, you know, there was one place that really stuck out in, 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 my, in my budding adulthood, if you will. Um, was going to your 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 uh, your, your club, uh, your bar down downtown Upland. Yeah. Because, oh, that's right, um, Kinnison's. Yeah. Oh, that I mean, that was a hot spot that we all just clamored to. I was lucky enough to have a brief booking agent kind of position with my friend's little local band, and we put the biggest show on they ever put on in your establishment. Um, but um, the the what I was like, you know. It, for me, it was like Candyland. It was just—it was heaven for me because whenever you were there, I'd try to come up to you, and I didn't want to bug you, but I was kind of like Chris Farley on Saturday Live, and you know, talking to Paul. Like, remember that? Remember time? that one time? You remember, you remember? Like, what was that? I just—I did not want to annoy you, but I just—I could not help but gravitate towards you because I knew of your history, I knew of your involvement in your in your brother's uh, life and in your own personal life, as a matter of fact, and just all the experiences you had. And I just want to say thank you um, because that was really just, I'll never forget those times. Well, thank you. We did have some good times there. I wish yeah, I'd never was, sold it, but the guy offered me way too much money. <laughs> I wish I never, but I'm glad high, I did. How long it's was high it? High property value down there. high property value down there, but it was just, it was just one of the best times of my life. I just wanted to say thank you for that. And I'm really enjoying the show tonight and learning even more about you than I didn't find out when I met you back then. <laughs> well, a lot of this I tried to keep secret. <laughs> how, how long did you have the, the bar open? We uh, had the bar for about three years. Yeah. And then uh, had a lot of Sam's memorabilia in there. And 
Funny thing is, the only thing that didn't work in there was comedy. I'm serious. <laughs> is that, is that ironic? Know, like that, like yeah. he booked his band in or whatever, and usually the bands would, would jam out. But I guess, yeah, I guess, you know, after you're right. seeing Sam everywhere, and then you get a guy getting up going, yeah, funny thing happened to me on the way to the club tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. uh, that wasn't quite what was expected. I, uh, but, well, uh, I remember the uh, the logo when we embroidered it had the beanie or the beret. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the right. K, on the K. With yep. the mic. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, exactly. In fact, you know, I wish the last time I was there, I wish I would have stayed longer because I remember that night specifically. That night after I left, because I just was in, I don't, I don't know why I left. I was having a fun time. But I decided to go home for whatever reason, not because of the, not because of the club. I went home and I, I found my future ex-wife. I should have stayed. Should have stayed oh. there, dude. <laughs> oh god, she ruined me, and I, I, I stench so of forbidden for love. <laughs> but uh, again, guys, I'm, I'm really enjoying. I'm enjoying. Hey, what was the band life. that you booked in there? Uh, they were called Odd Times. Odd, odd, like odd number. Oh, odd okay. Time. Yeah, there were there were five piece up there, kind of a a three eleven ish with a little bit of rap rock kind of thing. Yeah, I I don't know. You, you, I'm sure you wouldn't remember, but we 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 were fortunate to pack the house, and you guys were so gracious. Your staff was awesome. I mean, everybody just still talks about that night to this day. Wow, that's that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you had, had enjoyed the experience. Oh, treasured memory, treasured memory. Thank you so much. All right, time to go now. Time oh, to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, remember, you should have stayed. Have you ever come up again? You should always stay. No, nah, dude. I know. It's I- best to go ahead and get that. <laughs> best get that stuff over. Well, since then, I never let. Since then, I've never left anywhere earlier than I sh- thought I should. <laughs> there you go. Well, you got, a, you got a life lesson out of it. Very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that, 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 that's why I'm staying on the line right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you guys so much. Uh, all right. Perfect. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, thanks for calling. <laughs> well, the, uh, Jack of all trades, a man of many things. The, the bar. I forgot about the bar. Yeah. Uh, Sherry singing. Uh, you mentioned your, your daughter, Ginger. Yeah. Multi-talented. And, yeah, we got to talk about Mary Poppins. Yes. We've been there 25 years. This is the best show we've ever done there, and we've done some great shows. Yeah. We've had Broadway stars, everything else. This is the best show we've done in 25 years. And uh, and my daughter plays Mary Poppins. My granddaughter is uh, just turned three years old, May 8th. She's in the show. Is she she steals it. it. Oh, wow. And that was up to the director. That wasn't up to, to yeah, us yeah. going, hey, put a grandkid in here. Roy, Roy, if you want to see a set of triplets, you're Sherry Kennison, Ginger, <laughs> and the granddaughter. Oh, my God. You want to see how they're all going to end up? Yeah, you got the whole <laughs> chronological order of how it's going to be. It's just beauty from little all the way through. It, it's amazing how they all look alike, buddy. If someone, want, if someone wants to get to that show, where are they going to go see it? When's, what's going it's on? It's at the Grove in downtown Upland. Uh, I can give you a phone number, or you can go online uh, at the Grove in Theater there in, in uh, Upland. Uh, we have five shows left, Friday night, a matinee Saturday, Saturday night, a matinee Sunday, and Sunday night. And then that'll be it for this run. That, that was a long and, run. Uh, it been a great, we've had a packed house, every every sold-out awesome. house every uh, that is show. Awesome. So if you're listening and you want to see a great show, uh, it's a... It's the best that I think we've ever done, and we've done some great shows. We've had menopause and tours, everything wow. else. I think this is the, is the best we've ever done. So, I mean, this is final weekend, guys. So if you want yep. to get out and see this thing, don't miss it. Because live stuff like this, when it's done, it's done. 
You yep. can talk. You can talk about yep. it. You can do whatever you want. But it's done. So get out there. Look they it up. They fly on stage. Yeah, five of them flying on stage. I mean, it's it's a it's a family um, a family play. Oh, so yeah. you can bring your kids. They love it. How many how many seats are in there? Four hundred. Four hundred. Yep. It's 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 so gorgeous. It's still just gorgeous. I love that place. And you've got um, yeah, I saw that a in July. I think the twelfth. You got Wendy Liebman. Yeah, Wendy there. Liebman's that, coming. Yeah, she is hilarious. She was on America's Got, Got Talent. I'm going to go to that show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, well, check. we may be calling you if they need another. She's bringing a guy with her, but you know, you never know how many they want. Well, there you go. There Perfect. you go. Either way, I'm there. Jimmy's like our house comedian. There. The house, that's the house it. guy. That's right. Uh, it's just so fun there. I mean, it's just such a great place. But uh, check the ca- check your calendar. They always have a great show going on. I saw that uh, Wendy Lehman's going to be there. Mary Poppins now, but it's always such a great show. Always great show. And if you want to hang around after the show, when they introduce everybody, everyone's going on. You might see Jimmy Brooming off the I stage. Might be sweeping. Sweeping might be like sweeping. <laughs> like Ralphie did. <laughs> Oh, oh, Ralphie oh. May. Oh, uh, that's, that's a great story. That's awesome. I don't know how long he's going to be with us, man. Every time I see him, he's bigger. Jesus. Right. He we, is we, bigger. We, and we spent we spent some time with him oh, at the comedy store. Yeah, they did that boot camp with Louis Anderson. Yeah, yeah. with Louis and every, Russell was there and all the Louis people. Louis Anderson's still around? Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, you, you did your uh, Mitzi impression, which is pretty similar to Louis. And <laughs> it's, it's like it's like pretty it's pretty spot well, on. Me and Roy, we got to meet Louis, and he's such a great guy. And I was up in Vegas. I did some work with he him He's a nice there. guy. Was, uh, Hi, Jimmy. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Good luck. I love you. Love you. Thanks for calling. You want to be my nephew? Yes, it? <laughs> such a great guy. But yeah, we did some work with him. But Ralphie May came through, and uh, we talked with him and stuff like that. And uh, it's just it's just great. We just met all these people. But Louie and Mitzi have that same voice pattern right there. Yeah, they do yeah. actually. In they fact, do. A comic friend of ours, she's in Florida, Pam Bruno. Right. She was there, and Louie says her name a certain way, and that's how I always address her now. <laughs> yeah, Pam, Pam Bruno. It's got to be drawn out yeah. at the end, <laughs> nasally, and got to get the, oh, no. He said, uh, one of the funniest things Louie said, he was up there in Vegas, he said he's going to open his own show. I'm going to call it Bluey Man Group. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, years ago, this back in the 90s, and uh, him and Roseanne Barr yeah. went out and did a, a tour together uh-huh. and sam was going nah nah now nah, roseanne ain't there it's louie and louie and drag <laughs> you never see the two of them on stage man never on stage together not, not in the same place ever in the same place oh no oh louie i hadn't heard that name in a while i like yeah, louie. he's he, a good guy yeah he's got his own theater up in vegas does he really one of the casinos. i didn't yeah. know that yeah, yeah. His own. well he had one up for a long time at um because they moved yeah he was at the oh god i can't remember he, wasn't he at the excalibur no no he yeah. was at um God, he had his own anyway, but then he moved and now he's downtown. Yeah, now he's downtown. He does. He's got a theater there. And well, uh, they built that downtown all up. Yeah, they, they closed happy. it it's up. Really nice now. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, he's still kicking and and, and hmm. doing strong. But yeah, he's great. He's one of the great people we meet. Most comics are great. There's maybe one percent that aren't. But we met Louie, and Louie gives us a call. We get to oh, check I think in you're being and, nice. I think there's more yeah. than one percent that's not. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's just uh, politically correct, Jimmy, yeah. on the other side. We look at Bill's like you're full of shit. <laughs> I know yeah, what it's like. I said more than one. Yeah, I don't have to get any gigs from him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make a list. Let's make a list. Well, hold on. We got to get out of here in like a half Uh-oh. an hour. We ain't got time to Whoa. make a list. We ain't got time to make a list. Yeah, it'd take a while. Let's take our quick break here and wrap this thing up. When we get back, where's the cool music, Jimmy? I'm gonna sing. Go. Oh, we're going to shout at the devil. Music That's good stuff. You're listening to Roy and Jimmy Thing here on chaoticradio.com. Give us a call, 909-989-0789. We're lucky enough to have Bill Kennison in the room with us. 
Give us a ring. We'll see you in a minute. Bye. That was a lot shorter lead-in on that song. That was a way shorter lead-on. <laughs> that about took, the, took us out of the show just about right there. Almost. Uh, there oh, went eight minutes. I'm never there getting back. That's it. It's yeah. not coming back. No we, retake. We only had two damn hours, Jimmy. Yeah. We just wasted like 15 yeah. minutes on intros. And no retake. That, that's it. We, we can't even fix that shit in post. That's it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. This is our last segment of the night with Mr. Bill Cousin. This has been a blast, man. I can't oh. believe it's gone so fast. I've been having a good time with you guys, man. And I enjoy just, this. I, I'm, I, I'm just sitting here in awe. It's like, what, what are you and Jimmy doing? I don't know, doing a lot of this. <laughs> wow. Oh shit. Ah. <gasps> really? I mean, <laughs> it's like, take off, Bill. Run. That's our chatting. Uh, did, did you ever see my one man show? No, I did not. Oh, you bastard! I, that son of a bitch, ungrateful. God damn it. That that gives you some indication how interesting my family was. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. First, it's a great show, and. Uh, Second man, my dad. My dad was a uh, 19 years older than my mother. Married her when she was 16. Wow. My older brother Richard was born uh, severely mentally handicapped and legally blind. Yeah. Then you had me. Then you had Sam. And then I said in the show. And then our youngest brother Kevin. He he had fairly normal. So he didn't stick out too much compared to all the rest of us. <laughs> but, uh, quite a uh, quite a family. Are you still doing the show? Do you- uh, I, I'll do it again. I don't know if we'll do it at the Grove. We had a great yeah. run there. But I've had several other uh, venues that want me to do it. Oh, good. And but I've got to—I want to coordinate the dates because we also have a choir with it and uh, like a church. Oh, nice band. So I can't like do it and then not do it for two or three months. Get everybody back together. Hey, come on, let's do it again, hey, man. It's time. Wake got up. another let's gig. Go. Got another one. It's time to rock. That's what we do. Oh man, got to know when that's coming on. When it's coming out, right. where it's at. Yeah. Let Gotta us know, know and we'll, we'll post one it of the, and promote it. I've done a lot of things in my life. That's one of the most proud nice. accomplishments that I've done. Very good. Yeah. That's awesome. See, and you got to let me know because I'm holding you to it. And you know you did I radio know. too because you said you met a new friend. Yes, I did. So I'm going to hold you to it. Uh, I got to know. You're the man. I would say, see, look at that, right? Jimmy used you're, to be the man, but he's I, in a different room. He's in a different room. <laughs> when Jimmy comes in, it's too much with both of us here to handle. So we got to kind of separate. <laughs> the light is too bright when we're both together. I've noticed that. Yeah. yeah you're good at bullshitting too, aren't you? <laughs> he knows the biz. He you know the biz the well. Biz. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, no, I noticed that. I what noticed do you got? That. Uh, so what do you got coming up at the Grub? Anything uh, interesting? After or? this, we've got Cinderella. Uh, the twenty second, we have uh, a couple of tribute bands, Creedence, Creedence, Creedence Relive, which is a uh, Creedence Clearwater revival. Nice. Then we got Desperado doing the Eagles on wow. the twenty third. Then we've got Cinderella. So, I don't know. So you got uh, you we've got, got we've got uh, we've got a No Place Like Home, Kyler Comedy Night, Strange Days, a tribute to the Doors. 39 steps. Man, I'm looking at it right now. Give the Grove a call. Get your tickets for Mary Poppins' weekend. God, you got a yeah. couple in there I don't even know about. <laughs> Bill's like, what? What? What are we doing? Well, we got doors. What? What? What'd you doors? Say? What'd you say? Who did that? Who booked that shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, get there this weekend. There's only five shows left, right? Yeah. So get in to see that. This Lives- will be one you will love. Everybody will love it. Yeah, that's right. Starring Ginger. And, and get your... Um, 
Get your tickets early. I'm telling you, they've sold out every show so that's, far. That's great. So you can do you can get those at GroveTheater.com, yeah. right? Oh yeah, online or you can get them at the window. Either so one. You, or can you call the? Is there a box office you can yep. call or is just online? So call the box office. Nine zero nine nine two zero four three four three. Right, right there and right. right there in downtown Upland, man. I've been there forever. Historic downtown Upland. Man, I, I still think right now, and this is this is no crap. If if it is true, and my grandma's listening right now, she's in heaven. She's just like. That was her place. That was her place. You know, that's what's Well, so let's cool. hope she's listening in heaven. That's it. Yeah, let's hope she's listening there. She's throwing shit out. No, no, Grandma was... I might go the other way, but Grandma, no, she no, she was a good one. She was... Uh, I, I wish that I could be more like her, and I'm not, but that's just the way it is. <laughs> I'm not that way. I had a great grandma. Grandpa was... Uh, eh. He's an ass. <laughs> grandma was good. Yeah, he's a, he, was a, he abused his children. He used to beat the shit out of my grandma. Oh, no. Okay. I yeah. finally... He was in his 60s. And I was like 20 years old or something, and it beat up my my grandmother again. So my mom's going out to the farm to see how bad it is, and I'm, I'm going, I'm going with you. And so on the way out there, she's got three big brothers. One of them is a mile away. Uh-huh. And I'm asking her, say, hey, what's wrong with your brothers? You know, they let they let your, and this guy, you know, that my grandfather was a little like me. And I go, they let this little guy beat the shit out of grandma? Yeah. And she's going, well, you know, when you're raised, we're, you know, the they beat you up all the time. That's just the way They're it goes to them. Right. I go, well, he's not in my head. So I remember <laughs> I got there and uh, said, Grandpa, come out on the porch. I want to talk to you. And he comes out and uh, going, well, what have you got to say, young man? And I said, well, I'm going to tell you, you ever touch my grandmother again, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. I don't know why your, your sons haven't taken care of that. And I said, and I'm really torn on this because... One side of me hopes you never touch her, but the other side does. Right. Because <laughs> I really want to, I really want to whip you. And uh, after I got through, all he said was, "Is that all, young man?" Wow. I said, "Yeah," but he never touched her again. Because <laughs> I wasn't kidding, man. I was going to whip him. Just a noble, noble. Co- yes, is that all you have to say? That's it. There you go. No yep. arguments. No nothing. Okay, it shall be done. Lived That's... to be ninety-four years old. Wow. And uh, I remember when. Uh, when he died, you know, all the, they had, my mother had nine brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Well, they all wanted me to preach grandpa's funeral service. And I thought, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, that's not happening. That's I'm, not, I'm sorry. Yeah. It, that's not happening. Yeah, that's not going to go on. Is there um, uh, any uh, favorite comics out there right now you like or new or you, you, you keep up with anything? I, you know what? I, I, are you still a fan? I really, I really don't. Yeah. And, uh, there's certain ones that, you know, our friends, I'll go in and, you know, they'll call her like Dane Cook. Yeah. I'll go in and see him. And, uh, and I think, I think he's very funny. Yeah. But, uh, I, when, when, when Sam died, that was, that was like a one time in, in a lifetime thing. You're, you're not going to find another one like him. Right. And, uh, it just, I guess comedy kind of died, with, you know, for me. Yeah. With I'm it. still very good friends with a lot of them and I, I enjoy a good comedy show, but you know I'm not in the business anymore. And yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's a few I like. I like Dane Cook. Is your uh, is your book still available? Can people still get your book? Uh, if you can find it online, we're we're also doing the movie, and once that gets re-released, is that and, still going? Yeah. Oh, tell us. Josh tell us. Gad is playing Sam, and no kidding. Uh, Larry Charles will be uh, directing. Wow. Uh, Rich Wilkes, that wrote all the Triple uh, X movies, wrote the script. Nice. And uh, financed by McGee, the director from 
Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. So yeah. we, we got everything in place, and well, that took hopefully a while. we'll go into production here. That took some time. It's been but a long good. time, but I yeah. mean, then the book will be re-released again. Oh, good. And uh, good. then everybody can get so it. So someone might find a copy here and there. Is yeah, it? you might on online. I'm sure you can. Excellent, excellent. So the movie's yeah. going through. That is great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So what, out in about two years, maybe? I would hope sooner than that, but yeah. you never know, Jim. Well, yeah, Josh Gad, that's a good that's a good call for that. He, you know what? He, he uh, he's really into it. Yeah, I can I can see him doing that. He's like he hit the scene last last couple of years, little supporting roles here and stuff, and now he's on that comedy, the comedian show with uh, Billy Crystal yeah. on FX. Yeah. Uh, and he was on that what fourteen hundred Penn Street or something. Yep. Yeah, he was on that and uh, oh, that's did awesome. that movie with Kevin Hart. The wedding, the the, the wedding, the, the best friend. He yeah, played, yeah, yeah, whatever it was. He hired the friend and stuff. Well, but I, at, I think he's a good fit. We had Matthew McConaughey who was supposed to play me, <laughs> and then after what? What's he laughing about? <laughs> I just see that right. I was <laughs> like, right. I'll be quiet right here. What the <laughs> hell was that? Who did you want? Who did you so want on, him to honestly, play? Honestly, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> 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 honestly, Heck, who did the casting? Who did the casting on that stuff? Right? Yeah. <laughs> honestly, it was the the the, the voice, the drawl. It was. That's where I went first, <laughs> and then of course there's a height. There might be a height thing, but it's the movies. It's well, good. he he priced us out anyhow. Once he won all those awards. Oh, that's you know, right. Last year, man, he he's done. Yeah, his <laughs> price tag went sky high. They're like, nah, we don't need anybody that that good to play Kennison. <laughs> ah, we can get an extra. Set, setting our sights a little too high, right there. Oh right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, well it's good to hear. I, I remember it being in motion for so long and stalled. It just. If we ran our business like they run theirs, we'd right. be out of business. We'd have no business. I mean, we don't even have a movie yet. Universal put like three million into it. Yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna tell you what they paid me, but I'm very happy. <laughs> and uh, but you're just like, do the freaking movie. Just do it now, finally. Yeah. That's so great. It, it's a great movie. It really is, and, and you don't need. Uh, you know, Sam fans to make it successful. No. It, I think the general public that don't even know who he is now because they've been gone for oh, these, 22 years. Yeah. Uh, they'll love it. I mean, it's a great it's a great story, man. A lot of it's dark. A lot of it's sad because, you know, he didn't have the happiest life. Yeah. yeah and going from preaching to being a big comedian with the uh, habits that he had and stuff. and But he was one of a kind. That's that's for sure. And there's so many comics out there trying to make it and open micers and stuff. There, it's really hard to stand out these days. I I, I think there's too many more. There's more comics now than there was when Sam came through and all that. Just because everybody's just trying to do it. You know, we sit through so many shows that we do, and you know, it's hard to find that one person that makes you laugh and makes it's, you laugh different. Yeah, I think being a stand-up comedian is tougher than any other business in this business. These days, it is. Yeah, I think to be, I think to hit, I think it's harder. Because you know, first you're flooded on TV. Yeah. I mean you got your entire channel. So right, right. That, know, and that was a point I was. Out. That was a point I was going to bring up. Is is it's so it's so every. I mean it's everywhere. Instead of having those little outlets where like Dangerfield or you did Carson or you did Letterman or you did all these different things. I mean those were the standouts. Now it just flooded everywhere. There's so many people that it yeah. almost it it's almost a hindrance for someone to try. It's like oh yeah it I'm is. doing this. I'm doing this special on Comedy Central. So is everybody else. Yeah. You know. You, you know what I mean. So I think that's that's kind of tough. So it's a well, great thing. Gallagher that kind of ruined that for everybody, because he uh, he started doing specials for free uh, with HBO, and so then HBO just started thinking, wait a minute, why are we paying 
uh, half million dollars to Kennison or yeah, they'll, they'll, Jimmy Shaw or, or yeah, whoever. This guy will do and it And he for really, free. he really kind of ranked that because he was promoting his own shows. Yeah. So he was willing to to do specials for nothing. Yeah, for for all his Vegas shows. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly it, and that really made it. And you know, you got people like Judy Tenuta. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, she doesn't draw like she did because her name's not out there anymore. Right. You know, it's just it's tough even if you're established to keep. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I actually became buddies like the last three years with Barry Sobel. Yeah, and he still, yeah. He still I know just, Barry. Yeah, he still cracks me up. We work on different projects and stuff, but you know, it, it's just you know, he goes and does sets over at the comedy store when he can. It just and Judy Tenuta, I mean, it's such a fan of hers. But I think everyone, it might be getting to where the, that boom happened in the '80s. I think might be happening now, where it's getting close, where it's just too much. Yeah, it's just too much. I can't sit through another show. I can't. Everyone's the same, and that, I think that's what happened with that last comedy boom. Everyone but, was the same. You know, I, I'm I'm like you guys. I can go to the Laugh Factory or or a comedy store, the Improv, and I don't know one name on the on the lineup. Right. Not one. Right. And then from being so connected and so into it, no one, I mean, everybody. Yeah. To go into that, it's got to yeah. be like a, but the thing is, if you go and go see, it's almost like that's a good thing sometimes because you're not like, I don't have this preconceived motion when I, uh, a notion of somebody when, when I see someone that I like, it's not because everyone told me they were funny, not because, because it's like, that guy's got it. And that's what happened to Sam. Yeah. You know, yeah, when, when Rodney saw Sam, it's like, this guy's got something, you know, people saw him, it's raw, but. Hey, what do you, what do you say? This guy's a genius. I mean, that's if he had been flooded with all kinds of different people, people might not have saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and hard. I do believe to this day, if it hadn't been for Rodney, it's, I don't think Sam would have made it. No, I'd have to agree with you, especially back then with the communication being a telephone. Yeah. You know, and that next morning, you know, that, that excitement of seeing the show, everyone saw at the same time that next morning, that phone blowing up. That's just, those are great stories. That won't happen again. That will never happen Within again. Within a week. I signed a four four special deal with HBO. I signed a four record deal with Warner Brothers. Uh, we put together a forty city all within a week after that showing six minutes. Wow! And that wasn't a bad lineup. You had that Bob Nelson that I love Jiffy I Jeff. Thought he was really really funny, and then I didn't know he was also like nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did the the Jiffy Jeff with the football. The football. But he won't yeah. leave Florida. That's, yeah, he won't leave Florida. No. No, we 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 actually called him. And, uh, you know, to have him open for Sam, I thought, man, that'd be a great opener. And yeah. so he goes, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll do that. You know, when you need me. I go, well, we got this tour. Well, I only do Florida. <laughs> and I'm like, well, brother, I don't I don't need you for like four shows. Yeah, the whole thing. And uh, so I called Rodney thinking Rodney would have a little punch with him. Right. And I go, Rodney, I called uh, called uh, Nelson and to see if he'd open. And I said he won't even go to Vegas. So wow. I tried to get him to go to Vegas to open. Wow. So he won't leave Florida. So he was funny, but maybe maybe he does have that brain damage. I don't know. <laughs> He's just had on back with that. I'm trying to remember who else was on that show. Do you, do you remember anybody else was on the show? Uh, I did at the time. I knew all of them at the time, but I don't even remember. Yeah, because uh, the, the names are coming to me. I'm sure they were on different ones just because they were, uh, you know, Barry Sobel was on one of them. Um, Louie. Well, all um, of them were on one time or another. Yeah. You had Roseanne, Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. I, I just, don't know how many. How many did he end up doing? Like six or something. I think so. I think it was six Rodneys. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That was awesome. Well, just we're getting a, we're getting close to that time where we got to wrap this thing up. Oh shit, All right. shit man. Bill, thanks for coming in, buddy. It was I loved a it. A blast. Love Be you glad too, to man. do it anytime. If you can find his book, his book is called Brother Sam. 
It's out there. Amazon's got it, but they want too much for some new ones, so get some used ones. It'll be reissued. The it's m- only in hardback. Yeah. Money's, uh, uh, the movie's in, in process. That's awesome, so we'll look for that. Based on the book. Based on the book. Perfect. That's yep. awesome. So uh, Grove Theater, look it up, grovetheater.com. Get there this weekend. Yeah. Last five shows of Mary Poppins and everything else going on. So uh, get go- a chance to go see uh, Bill, Sherry, Ginger, anybody over at the Grove. You guys are awesome. Just Thank you. Awesome. So. Thanks for coming in again. I so appreciate it. Man, right, I, thank you, man. I love it. I and and this has been a complete honor. I'm glad you were here. This is uh, something it. I'll remember. I, I had a great time. This I is, enjoyed it. It's a good time. Excellent. All right, buddy. We'll see you next Tuesday. We're gonna wrap it up here on the Roy and Jimmy thing. You are here. Big thanks to Mr. Bill Kennison for coming in tonight. Jimmy, you as always behind the glass doing all the tough stuff. See you next week, my friend. See you next week. You have been listening to the Roy and Jimmy thing here on chaoticradio.com. You guys all have a great week. Love you all. I'll sing for you. My heart into a million pieces Like you always do Have a good week